On this Hashi, I discuss Jerome Powell's comments on the housing market, the GDP report, and MBA's housing outlook. Today is Thursday, July 27th, 2023. I'm Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. Oh boy, here we go. Let me know in the live comments which market you're tuning in from today. This one is going to be wild. I've got Jerome Powell's comments in his 55-minute press conference yesterday about five prepared comments and the rest being a question and answer session. Uh, Jerome Powell mentioned housing and the housing market three times. I have all of those uh, curated here for us so we can go through each and every one of his comments, of course, baked in the cake. Uh, the Fed rate did go up yesterday to 5.25 to 5.5. That's the target range. This marks a 22-year high. Uh, it's 525 basis point hikes since March. It's a very restrictive policy. We knew this was going to happen. Again, just, just totally baked in the cake. But it's more about what Powell said yesterday during the press conference that we want to pay attention to that I'm about to break down right now. It's going to be more about in three weeks what happened during the meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday when we get access to the meeting minutes. That'll be out in about uh, three weeks. But let's kick it off with uh, two clips from his opening statement uh, when he touches on housing. And then there's one question at the very end, which is fascinating the response that Jerome Powell gave. Let's, Haley, go to the first clip, uh, and I'll react to this one. Again, this is in the opening statements. And the full effects of our tightening have yet to be felt. Looking ahead, we will continue to take a data-dependent approach in determining the extent of additional policy firming that may be appropriate. I'll have more to say about monetary policy after briefly reviewing economic developments. Recent indicators suggest that economic activity has been expanding at a moderate pace. Growth in consumer spending appears to have slowed from earlier in the year. Although activity in the housing sector has picked up somewhat, it remains well below levels of a year ago, largely reflecting higher mortgage rates. And higher interest rates and slower output growth also appear to be weighing on business fixed investment. Okay. So this is this is the first time he, he mentions housing. He you know, before he said, you know, the housing activity has picked up recently, um, he did mention that the full effects have yet to be felt of the restrictive policy that the Fed has has implemented here by going 525 basis points height, hike since uh, March. You'll you'll notice there's a theme if you if you listen to this or, or, or read about it, there is a theme that Jerome Powell is sticking to the script. Uh, he continues to say that we have a job here to do. Uh, he continues to bring up the the labor market. I'm going to touch on that uh, once we get through the housing comments. The the job market is something that he's mentioning often throughout his 55 minute speech. Let's go to the next uh, clip that we have of Powell, and uh, this one is again in the prepared statement. So it's it's uh, the the last one we have is question and answer, which is fascinating. But this one's uh, another another moment he mentions housing in the prepared statement. 
With today's action, we've raised our policy rate by five and a quarter percentage points since early last year. We have been seeing the effects of our policy tightening on demand in the most interest rate sensitive sectors of the economy, particularly housing and investments. It will take time, however, for the full effects of our ongoing monetary restraint to be realized, especially on inflation. Okay, so similar to what he said before, he's kind of repeating himself there. Uh, This is a few minutes later in his prepared speech. Um, But this is what they said last year. Tech's going to have a recession. Tech had a recession. Real estate's going to have a recession. Uh, You know, investments, tech, you know, however you want to describe that. Uh, Stock market, certainly. And then, uh, and then housing is going to have a recession. Both of those two happen. Things happen. They were the easiest targets, uh, most interest rate sensitive, um, and, and so that kind of played out. And now the full effects of increasing this federal interest rate, Jerome Powell said, have yet to be felt. Meaning, what's going to happen in the job market? It's a very strong job market. It's been very resilient, but he continues to warn. Uh, that there could be pain coming there, that there could be softening. And, and he, he references historically when we raise interest rates to this level, uh, when we have this type of restrictive policy, you typically will see a softening in the job market. And he's already starting to see a slowdown, uh, as he calls it, with less people quitting, um, less wage growth. The, the Fed has made it clear now for months that, if it comes down to it, they don't. They they'd love to have this soft landing that everybody's talking about, where you you can you don't lose. You know, you maximize the amount of jobs possible uh, while getting inflation down to two percent. You know, basically avoiding recession. Right? They'd love. Everybody would love this soft landing that we keep hearing about. But the last tool that they have. And it's one that they've been very clear, if you read between the lines, that they will ultimately use in their fight to get inflation down to 2% is they will break the job market, meaning they'll make it so hard on the economy that unemployment goes from below 4% up to close to 7 or 8% potentially, or even higher. We've seen those high numbers in the past. If it comes down to it, they will increase unemployment to a level um, that we haven't seen in quite some time to get inflation down. Because ultimately, for the long run, they believe having inflation and stable pricing is good for the economy overall and good for low-wage earners especially. All right, let's go to the question and answer. This, This is absolutely fascinating, and I'll react to what Powell said uh, this is one of the oddest comments he's made when he's spoken about housing of of uh, recent memory. Mr. Chairman, Mark Hamrick with Bankrate. Uh, you've talked in the past about getting the housing market back into better Chairman balance. <clears throat> excuse me, and also that the market might have uh, bottomed. Where do you see that situation and balance or lack thereof right now, particularly with the com- restrained, uh, constrained inventory of existing homes that might otherwise be coming on the market at a time when existing homeowners are reluctant to move? And of course, all, all of that happening with the uh, 30-year fixed rate mortgage still around 7% on the heels of Fed tightening and with what you're talking about, tightening industry lending standards. Are we getting closer to balance or farther away? What's your sense? 
I think we've got a ways to go to get back to balance, really, for the reasons that you talked about. With existing homes, uh, you know, there are many people who have low rate mortgages, and whereas they might want to sell in a normal uh, situation, they're not going to because they have such so much value in their mortgage, which means that supply of existing homes is really, really tight, which is keeping prices up. On the other hand, there's, you know, there's a lot of supply coming online now. And, and there are people coming in. A lot of the buyers are, are you know, first-time buyers coming in at buying it, you know, at, with these, um, you know, with these relatively elevated mortgage rates. All right, pause it right there. Think- that is going to catch everybody listening way off guard because he said, on the other hand, there's a lot of supply coming on right now. And I, I want to make sure I've listened to this like four times. If you can go back um, and let's just listen to it one more time. I want to make sure I'm giving him it's a little hard because it's a little confusing. The benefit of the doubt, and I've listened to it at least five times. But I want to, I want to get live comments from from everybody here on the stream to make sure that I'm not going to um, go about this the wrong way. I feel like I'm leaning towards giving him the benefit of the doubt here, but he says something right after a lot of supply coming on that gets very confusing. So if we could play the answer one more time, go ahead, Haley. Restrained. Uh constrained inventory of existing homes that might otherwise be coming on the market at a time when the uh, 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is still around 7% on the heels of getting closer to balance, really, for the reasons that you talked about. With existing homes, uh, you know, there are many people who have low-rate mortgages, and whereas they might want to sell in a normal uh, situation, they're not going to because they have such so much value in their mortgage, which means that supply of existing homes is really, really tight, which is keeping prices up. On the other hand, there's, you know, there's a lot of supply coming online now and, and there are people coming in. A lot of the buyers are, are you know, first time buyers coming in at buying it, you know, at, with these, um, you know, with these relatively elevated mortgage rates. But I think this will take some time to work through more. Hopefully more supply comes online and, uh, you know, we we work through it. Um, we're still living through the, um, you know, the aftermath of the of the pandemic. Okay. Uh, now here's part of the problem before I kind of, and this is what they do to Powell. So it's, it's a little unfair as everybody picks apart every little word. It's what I'm about to do to him. Um, I I think the bigger issue isn't what isn't Jerome Powell. I thought he did an actual really good job yesterday, uh, going through all of the questions and, and, uh, kind of staying on script there. The, the reporter doesn't even really know enough about the housing market to jump right in there and get a follow-up. Because if that that was me, I'd say, hey, you just said a lot of supply is coming on. Assume you mean multifamily, but what do you mean by that? Okay. Um, because he, he started the answer by saying, you know, people, existing home supply is very, very tight because homeowners have a low rate. And even if they want to sell, they have too much value in their mortgage to put that house on the market and go buy another one, okay? All things I think we can all agree with. That's what's happening. That's what's restricting supply right now in the market. But then he said, on the other hand, there's a lot of supply coming onto the market. Immediately, I think about I think about this that we shared uh, you know, the last couple of days we've shared this one here where you see that we've got multifamily units under construction at the highest level since the 1970s, higher than 
the lead up to the last real estate bubble. We've got a ton of apartments coming on the end of this year. So I'm a big believer that rent prices are going to continue to come down because we're going to get flooded with an apartment supply in many markets. Okay, so assuming he means that, but then he, right after that, he, he went to, and there's people coming into the market first time home buyers. So why would you say there's a lot of supply coming onto the market and then reference immediately in your next sentence that there is a lot of first time home buyers coming in and buying with higher rates? If you're talking about rental apartments, why do you all of a sudden segue into, into first time home buyers? It's very confusing because if he was talking about if let's say if he was talking about a lot of supply coming onto the market as purchase supply, we know he'd be dead wrong. We cover this every single Monday when we look at the Altos research uh, report that's put out by Logan Motoshami from Ho Housing Wire. Uh, inventory rose this week a minimal amount compared to the same week last year. We're under last year's pace right now. We're negative year over year on inventory. If we look at a more normal market, 2015. We had 1.2 million active listings. We're at 480,000 right now. And new listings coming on are well below uh, the pace of even the last couple years. And, and so we're, we're in, an, in a situation right now where there are not, you know, how about this one here? I'll put all these back into the uh, daily download on BAMX. By the way, in honor of the great job that the Jerome did besides this one housing slip up, I want to extend the Jerome code. Just the, just like, Let's give Jerome a break here and extend the Jerome code uh, to get into BAMX. So you get 10% off of BAMX. And uh, by the way, the BAM bash in August is filling up. So if you haven't jumped into that yet, get become a BAMX member. And our Naples event in September, which we're going to announce in the next couple of days, is just going to be insane. So make sure you become a BAMX member. Use code Jerome. Today will be the last day. I said yesterday was the last day. Today is definitely the last day in honor of Jerome. Uh, but this one will be down below in the daily download for you in, in BAMX. This shows you we're just in a really constrained situation for inventory. So I got to give Powell the benefit of the doubt here is the direction that I'm heading. That when he said lots of supply, he was talking about this supply. He was talking about multifamilies that are under construction that are going to add to the housing options, which is going to... Basically, if prices get more competitive on apartments and some of these first-time homebuyers see brand new apartment, I'm going to pay for your first two months of rent brand new and it's at a competitive price and interest rates are still at seven, it's going to take more buyers off of the, the market, okay, off of the shopping market. I'll go rent one more year. We'll see what happens, right? Because there is all of this supply coming. And so... I got to give Powell the benefit of the doubt there. It's too bad that the reporter didn't ask a follow-up question. You obviously have no real housing experts in the, you know, in the press room there when he does these talks because they barely ask any housing questions and they don't know how to ask follow-up questions. Um, that would have been an obvious, easy follow-up question. It just got confusing when he when he kind of coupled that with uh, talking about first-time home buyers. All right. Uh, my other big takeaway is you know, really his stance on, uh, keeping, keeping the script. I mean, he will, he will go down as one of the best, uh, chairman, federal federal reserve chairman of all time. If he actually pulls this soft landing off, avoids recession, avoids massive layoffs 
and gets inflation back to 2%. He'll look like a genius because he gets up there and just follows his script. We have a job to do, head down, we're doing the job. He continues, though, to warn and hedge his bet that historically you've seen a softening in the job market. He continues to hedge his bet in a way that says, hey, there could be a monster wave of layoffs coming. He doesn't say it like this. I'm basically saying what he won't, what he's paraphrasing. There could be a monster wave, a significant increase of layoffs coming in the near future because that's what's historically happened. Okay. With, with, you know, history being uh, our measurement, typically when you have these types of situations, you have a recession. Okay. Well, a recession used to be two quarters of GDP uh, going into the negatives. GDP report just came out again today. It grew at a 2.4% pace in the second quarter, topping expectations once again. This is unbelievable that, that the economy continues to be this robust. If you look at the Wall Street Journal today here, uh, you see where quarter two uh, has actually ended up for real GDP, 2.4%. And look at the forecasts. Look at all the forecasts into the future. They continue to forecast. Our, we've, the last two quarters, we've beaten forecasts. And they continue to forecast a lower uh, GDP than what it comes in. So we'll see what happens in quarter three. But the summer, I mean, think about how many people have been going to the movies lately. or going. How many people do you know that have been going on vacation? And spending money right now the, the economy here in the third quarter so far starting off seems to be very resilient again um so we'll see we'll see if the forecast comes in right they've got quarter four uh for uh, wall street journal's got quarter four coming in in the negatives uh the definition used to be two quarters in the negatives they're not forecasting that so they're forecasting more um of a slowing economy here over the next four quarters and then you know some type of soft landing in there jerome powell did say during his talk that he doesn't expect two percent inflation to to for us to get there until 2025 so that tells you we still have a year and a half of um you know some restrictive uh interest rates doesn't mean he won't start cutting sometime next year in the lead up he did say he would cut rates going into getting closer to to 2%. He's not going to wait for us for us to get to 2% inflation. But that there is a while a lot of investors believe there's less of a chance of recession, it's like 60/40 right now. There is still a significant chance that this could happen. And Powell basically um did hedge his bets and uh and then today it comes out that while the the economy is continuing to um you know to to be very strong the commerce Department inflation gauge increased 2.6% down from a 4.1% rise in quarter one, well below the estimate for a gain of 3.2%. Uh, this is part of that GDP uh, report today, the sum of all goods and services activities, which rose 2.4% annualized rate for April through June period. It's better than the 2% consensus uh, from Dow Jones. GDP rose at a 2% pace, of course, in the first quarter. Uh, perhaps most um, important here, inflation was held in check through the period. Uh, as we followed here, the PCE price index increased 2.6% down from a 4.1% rise in the first quarter, as well as Dow Jones estimate for a 3.2% gain. Uh, we'll continue to monitor 
you know, all of this between now and the next Fed meeting in September. There are two more CPI readings, okay? Uh, let's just cross our fingers and hope that the shelter one will drop uh, between now and September. Uh, it's it's so confusing why why shelter continues to, to be the biggest part of inflation. It's the way they measure with the owner's equivalent. Um, now let's switch gears over to Mortgage Banker Association. We had a case Schiller and an FHFA housing outlook this week, and Mortgage Banker Association released theirs as well. They basically have just reaffirmed uh, everything that they believe. I'll drop this down below into BAMX in the daily download. Uh, but they're just kind of reaffirming their numbers of, of where they believe housing is going. Um, so total sales here, you can see that still living in the 4.2 million range on uh, total existing home sales, seasonally adjusted. Uh, you know, they don't even get us cracking 5 million until 2025, and that's just barely cracking 5 million. So an environment of lower transactions for much longer, according to Mortgage Banker Association, certainly for the next year and a half, uh, and even just over 5 million in 2025, not a lot, okay? Uh, median price of total existing homes, uh, they've got us going lower quarter by quarter. So 391 down to 383 until quarter one of 2024 goes up to 384. Median price of new homes, new construction, they have on the rise quarter after quarter uh, until quarter two of 2024 when it takes its first dip. On the mortgage interest rates on the 30-year fixed, they have quarter three at 6.6% and quarter four at 5.9% percent seems hard to believe right now we've been sitting at seven percent that we're going to end the year at 5.9 but that's where mortgage banker association has had us and that's where they continue to affirm uh their outlook for quarter four 2024 5.7 in quarter one 5.5 in quarter two 5.2 in quarter three and ending the year at 4.9 in 2024, they have uh, 2025 is an average of 4.6. Okay, so uh, interesting. Mortgage Banker Association sticking by their stance that we're going to start to see at any moment now a 30 year fix that starts to go in the uh, lower direction. Okay, uh, ultimately reaffirming most of their outlooks. They do have, uh, which is interesting, based off of Jerome Powell's comments and hedging against the um uh against the labor market they do have a unemployment rate going up to 4.8% okay so that would be an increase uh, according to mortgage banker associations outlook let's see what the 10 years reacted to all of the news here in the last 24 hours uh, pretty much holding strong here at 3.9. That's the range we've been here for quite some time. Uh, 3.9. This is what it's what it did in the last day. It's mostly gone up uh, based off of the GDP news this morning. And yesterday's 30-year fix did go down a tick, I believe, leading into Jerome Powell's talk. Yeah, it went down to 6.95. 10 years up a little bit, so we could bounce back up to 7. We've been hovering in that 6.9 to low 7 range on the Mortgage News Daily Daily Survey for quite some time. We'll get a uh, Freddie Mac 30-year fixed weekly today. Of course, last week it came in at 6.78. Uh, 
I'd expect that number to bounce back up like it did the week prior. Um, we'll see where it goes when it comes out today, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. I uh, hope everybody uh, will join me tomorrow. I've got some actually fascinating uh, stuff I had to push back to, to tomorrow. It's hot sheet that I couldn't cover today with the Jerome Powell news. I'm going to extend the Jerome code one more day. Code Jerome, 10% off BAMX. If you're a real estate agent, you want to become a better agent, sell more homes, increase your marketing abilities, get into BAMX today. I did an hour and a half live stream yesterday on online leads. That'll still be posted up for anyone to watch the replay that is a BAMX member. If you're coming to the Tom Ferry Summit in August, there is a code to get the lowest Tom Ferry ticket uh, in the universe. That's down below. Use PRBAMSS for that. Uh, for BAMX, use code Jerome. And then you get access to the Bam Bash in August, as well as our Naples event. You'll get a discount off of that, which is going to be in Naples, Florida. That is uh, only 120 people. So we'll release it to BAMX first uh, before we release it publicly. All right. Um, have a great day, everyone. We'll be back here tomorrow to close out the week. 9.30 on the East, 6.30 on the West. And I'm looking forward to talking to you all tomorrow. Until then, toodaloo.